Bills by Christian brothers and sisters because we've got a lot to cover today. Be encouraged. Oh my. Be challenged. Oh my. Be inspired. They need gassed up. They need review. And get excited. It's a relationship with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob who loves with an everlasting, unconditional love. Your love Praise the Lord. God's wisdom is brilliant. And receive God's love. That's who and what He is. Release your worries. He's faithful. God is faithful. And receive God's truth. These commands that I give to you today, impress them upon your children and talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. This is the Get Excited Show. Everybody in the family needs it. Now, with Michael Crawford. Excited world! Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Oh, thank you so much for tuning in today to the Michael Crawford Get Excited Show podcast on the Roan Dolph Show. Oh, I have to tell you, this is really exciting and so enjoyable for me because today is part two, as I promised. He just had so much to say, and still, even two parts will get it all in, but. I know you'll enjoy it. But that's Pastor Larry Quinlan III, who is the pastor of the recreation, the uh, Restoration Center in El Mirage. But today, the reason I brought him back, I had to, because his story is so fascinating. Uh, just with the, uh, you know, overcoming the drug addiction, meeting his lovely wife, that path that he was on. Just, yeah, Tony, just, it was amazing. It was unbelievable. Thank you for. Way. Yeah, I love uh, my and, producer. And he's come I mean, back him, and he, just, he's just so inspired too. Because it's true. Just think about that. How that lion was working around the corner oh, yeah. to devour him. Yeah, I'm excited to hear. You know, he did say one thing that really uh, impressed me, and, and I wrote it down. It was like he never took his hand off the plow. Mm. And if you are trying to plow a straight line. And you keep looking back, you'll never oh, plow never a straight line. line. But Absolutely if you keep right. your hands on the plow, Preach looking at Calvary, oh, there you go. Look, you're yeah, going to be you. able to plow that straight line. Very good. That hit me. A lot it, of people might not understand that. No, no, I, I, I did. I love that as well. Well, it, it kind of was just a, a confirmation that uh, where he was going and where yeah. he is right now to me. So, that's how I look at it, where he is right now. Yeah. But uh, it's just amazing. And what I, we want to talk about is how his heart, Tony, is what you're talking about, keeping that uh, hands on the plow, how he, uh, you know, formed a Rehabilitation Restoration Center, you know, a, a faith-based nonprofit that is for men that came from the same world he did, that he wants to give back. And you hear this all the time. I mean, how many times have you heard someone yeah. say, well, I really want to give back to the community because this is, you know, they kind of helped me put there. But what did they do? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm sorry to say, but they just didn't. all talk. All talk. Mm -hmm. All talk. You know, when the wind blew, the the BS flew. You know, yeah. uh, he's he's real. And so, without any further ado, I want to give him all the airtime. Uh, again, you know, Pastor Larry Quinlan the Third. God bless you, brother. Thank God you, Michael. You. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very, very welcome. I thank mean, you for inviting me back. Well, you're very welcome, and thank you for accepting, because <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. Uh, we're enjoying this. We really are. So uh, I want to make every second count uh, for this part two. We were right where the 
you know where you were with the, the wife. Uh, so pick up there. and My uh, queen. Yeah, you're queen. I love it. <laughs> if you're listening, Mrs. Quinlan, you're the queen. Yeah, she's my queen. <laughs> yeah, yes, you're she's the, my yeah. queen. And, uh, yes, I, I thank you for, um, you know, again, this is uh, my first time being interviewed like this. And, and uh, I know it's going to reach all of your followers. And uh, I just pray that everything that I say uh, or have said, in part one touches somebody that needs help amen if we can reach one individual mm-hmm. get out of their situation then we did our job then we did our job yeah and that's what my desire is to do that is um uh part of the vision of christian restoration center church mm-hmm. um, a home starting a rehabilitation home for men uh, they came from the same lifestyle and background that I came from um, is is a huge part of our vision. Uh, I believe that uh, that's why I was my life was restored. Amen. That's why my life was was for given back to me right. for for this reason. Yeah, for me to be able to to help somebody uh, who's gone through the system or or uh, that doesn't know how to uh, uh, do it right. And so I, I just thank the Lord that he, I know it was all God. Even in Amen. my addiction, God was there Amen. making sure that I stayed alive, right, for this season yes, of my season, life. Yes. And um, so I'm very thankful for you. God knew when. Yes. He did. Um, but I know that we left off in part two um, talking about me uh, meeting my wife and me relocating here to uh, Arizona it, it, it's been awesome here. I love the state of Arizona. No praise um, I, I love being here. I'm still trying to get used to the heat, right? Um, uh, and the brutal. fact that I traded in the beach. But <laughs> oh, I traded wow. in the beach for something way better, which was my wife, who's my helpmate. My you know, soulmate. I thought about that. You know, it's so funny you said that. I thought about that yesterday uh, when I was interviewing you because you mentioned Ventura. You know, that's where the restoration center was, right? Yes. Well, do you know some of the best beaches in the world are right there in Ventura? Malibu and... and I mean, really, uh, Ventura County? What do you yeah. say? Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Just yeah. gorgeous. But there's a little area strip off the 101 there, what I'm talking about, right where you get the Carpinteria. Right. Oh, it's just gorgeous. I, I have a buddy that has one of those homes there. Santa Maria? Yeah, no. Not Santa Maria. It's right before you're driving on the 101, and, and, and to the right is Adventure, and before you get to Carpinteria, okay, to the left, or actually before you get to, like, the Santa Claus Hill there or whatever, right? right. I, mean, I know the area very well. I can't remember the name of the about, city, right? but I know exactly what you're talking Thank you. about. I'm, yes. so glad, I'm sitting here. I'm kind of fresh. I go, look, I know. That whole part of the coast is so beautiful. It is. Tony, I'm telling you, you talk about the word exquisite. Oh. I'll check it out on Google. Right? Oh, please do. And, and look, no, honestly, Pastor and I are just talking. Uh, we're, we're telling you, it's unbelievable. Yeah. But anyway, let's get back to this. So when you said that, I had to bring that up because when you said that yesterday, I go, I wanted to comment, but it was so interesting what you were saying. I didn't want to interrupt you, but I you brought it up again, so I had to bring it up. I just love that beach area. Yeah, love it's it. beautiful. It it's is. It's beautiful. Just so gorgeous. But, you know, I love the state of Arizona. I, I um, uh, Going on nine years here wow, in November, and I love it. And this is where I plan to spend the rest of my days with my wife. And, and all of my, my uh, 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 all of our kids, most of our kids are living here. Um, oh, I love it. You know, they all live here, and, and they're in their professions here, her kids and my kids. 
And so, uh, this and they're is all involved in the see. church as well. Well, not all of them, but majority of them. The majority of them are, but not all of them. Uh, some of them are are part of other congregations where they're helping out at. Uh, um, and uh, you know, as a pastor, and you know, you want all your kids with you, right? And and Mama wants all the chickens in the. <laughs> In the in the, the hen, hen house, you know yeah. the hen house, yeah. but you know uh, you can't put a place on where they're going to serve God and where they're going to feel the presence mm-hmm. of God. Amen. You know, and and so they're all they're they're plugged in. Um, some of them are plugged in with us. I um, one of our sons, Israel, he's one of my ministers at the church, and my daughter sings on the praise team. Uh, and um, uh, then our youngest, who's fourteen, works in the media. Um, he's the one who does a lot of our live streaming. You know, we had to jump into all this live streaming because of the uh, the pandemic. We had to shut down the church. He's the one that won't do any editing. <laughs> yeah, no editing. All the bloopers go out. Sounds um, familiar. Yeah. But, you know, I love this place. And uh, would you like for me to just continue on? Yes. Okay. I do. I love it. Yeah, you're so, doing great. So after my, my sobriety of being, you know, in Ventura, uh, now going from the San Fernando Valley, Pacoima, California, to uh, another Lifeline outreach that uh, my pastor, Pastor Perez, uh, uh, oversees in, in Ventura, I met his sister and uh, we got married uh, in the month of November of 20 and 2012 here in Arizona and uh, we came down here and we were part of a church her and I uh, uh, called Lighthouse Church in Peoria and we were there for um, several years and that's where I was ordained as a minister uh, there and we stayed there um, until I was called to uh, uh, to open the Christian Restoration Center back in in 2016 uh, I Who's the pastor of the, the senior pastor of Lighthouse? Uh, his name is Pastor Miguel Hernandez. Okay, he was uh, he was our pastor for several years there in in uh, in Peoria, and I was ordained under his ministry. and And my wife and I were called into ministry in in uh, September of 2016. Uh, we were called into ministry, and we started in the living room of our home. Oh wow! Praise the Lord. Uh, we started in the living room of our home, and for those uh, uh, members of ours that are gonna. Uh, hear this they're gonna remember hey home church <laughs> you home know, church you know they loved home church uh, uh, because we went from the sanctuary to the living room to watch uh, football and, oh, and yeah. sports and Ooh. the kids hung out and and they ate all of our food and we then they left cubes. yeah oh yeah I love and it. so we loved it we uh, we started the ministry there and and all this time I'm a full-time employee Michael yes that's amazing you were saying that earlier I mean think about that yeah, I'm, you get a lot on your plate. We started the church. My wife and uh, my wife's been employed with Blue Cross Blue Shield for about twenty years now. What does she do for them? She's a uh, uh, she's a corporate trainer. She trains all of uh, the uh, new hire employees, yeah. and with all of these changes with different administrations, right? Um, she is the one who trains the people to uh, uh, do their jobs, right. and so um, she's been with them for twenty years now. And uh, so I right away jumped into the driver's seat of driving a bus when I came in from Ventura because it's what I knew. And so I, I, uh, I drove for them for several years. And then um, I went from driving a bus to being in the union and to being in the management. And uh, it was just a lot going on there. And I was there was just a lot going on there. Yeah, you just knew that it wasn't for you. Yeah, and and uh, um, so I pulled away from that, and I, 
I told my wife, I'm going to take a year off and I'm going to help out at the church. Um, and uh, I did. I took a year off and started helping out at the church and um, uh, started being a blessing to the pastor and helping them out. And then after about a year, my wife says, hey, you know, savings account's getting a little low. Are you planning on going back to work? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. And so. Uh, oh, yes, ma'am. Oh, we, we've yes, all heard ma'am. that. We've all heard that. Before. You know, and so I went back to work. I met uh, uh, this man there by the name of Greg Gonzalez, who's a great uh, friend of mine. He's also one of our ministers at the church. Uh, who was a manager of a, of a building and masonry supply company here in uh, in Phoenix. And uh, he says, hey, you want a job? I hear you're looking for a job again. And uh, and I says, yeah, you know. I'll definitely take one. I'll definitely take one. So I started uh, working with him uh, on the counter as a salesman, and then I quickly uh, climbed the ladder, and um, the company liked me, and they knew my testimony. They knew my history. And they gave me an opportunity. They gave me a chance. Marvell Masonry. Praise the Lord. You know, they gave me a chance, and they knew. And and I was honest on the application, right? And uh, Which um, most people are not. Right. (laughs) Trust me, I know. And, uh, you know, when you're honest, God will intervene on your behalf. You know, and so um, uh, I took on this great job, great opportunity, and, and I became a manager very quickly in the company and started managing uh, uh, a store here in Peoria on 83rd Avenue in Thunderbird. But all this time I'm, I'm pastoring. You know, I'm yeah. pastoring the church and, and uh, uh, you know, praying and, and asking God, you know, uh, uh, still with this part of the vision that we hadn't started yet, which was the program. Right. You know, uh, because that's ultimately where uh, my heart is. Right. You know, with that. And so um, what my wife and I did, that's why I, I, I love her for, for so many reasons, but she's, she says, you know, honey, th- I, I know that this is where your heart is at. And even the church, you know, our board members and our ministry, you know, pastor, we know that this is your passion and this is what you want to do. You know, we want you to do what God called you to do. And so um, uh, my wife and I, we got our finances in order to where we could live on one income, oh, right? And... Um, so we started doing stuff with our house and, and getting ourselves in a position where we could survive on, on, on just her income so that I could pursue this next part of God's vision Amen. Uh, uh, in the church. And uh, last year in the, in the month of August um, of 2020, July 31st, I worked my last day with the company and I went full-time into ministry uh, to start the Arizona Rehabilitation and Restoration Center Praise in the city of El Mirage. Lord. Now, everyone out there that's tuned in for part two of uh, Pastor uh, Larry Quillen's testimony. By the way, Larry Quillen the third cannot forget that third. I love that. That's, <laughs> that sounds so uh, royalish. <laughs> well, we are we are pre a royal priesthood. Yeah, right. We yeah, are a yeah, peculiar okay, people yeah, according right. to the word it's, of God. No, that's true. I mean, you are. I mean, how do you like that? Whoa. <laughs> right. No, but you have such a desire and, and heartfelt uh, uh, commitment to really repair the damage that's done by alcohol and drugs uh, to, to men. I mean, you really do. I mean, I've talked to a lot of people like you before, but I can just really, you radiate, uh, you know, that heartfelt desire to really get on ground zero with them and, and, 
and not judge them, but, you know, because you've been there, of course. That's why it was so significant to, to tell your story. But now you're there. You're, you're right at this, this time that you say, okay, you, you've got the anointing. You, you're going to do this. You've got everything set up. And where are we now in the, in the, in the success of it? Well, right now, we're, the success of it is is um, we're not where we would like we're not right. where we would like to be, right? But uh, we we have been able to 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 uh, to establish some roots. Um, we've already started it. Uh, it is a nonprofit corporation. Uh, it's already um, uh, the corporation has already been set up, uh, and we actually have some residents already. We have some, we have some residents waiting, but we don't have them yet. Why? Well, so when I left my job in the month of August um, of last year to um, uh, to do what I feel I was called to do, right, right, you know, is to help these men get off the street, um, to help these men have their uh, sentences diverted mm. uh, to our program, to keep them out of the penitentiary, to keep them out of the the jail system, so that that revolving door stops. Right. You know, a lot of these men, when they get incarcerated, they're not getting uh, uh, anger management classes. They're not getting life skills. They're not uh, uh, getting anything but being thrown into a place where they're serving time and they're they're not being taught how to work. Right. They're not taught being taught how to be responsible mm-hmm. individuals as a, of society. Right. They're not taught these things, and and so I wanted to. I want to give these men a place where they can come and 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 receive faith-based anger management classes, Amen. faith-based parenting classes, uh, where they can walk out of that place when they come to us. If they don't have a driver's license, we can help them fix their driver's license. If they don't have an education, we can help them get their GEDs, where we can help their family members. Yes. Oh, my God. You know, these men are going into this place and... And, and the damage that they left behind is not being repaired in, in the marriage, in the home, the relationship wow. with the children. You know, and I'll tell you, um, uh, remember in the last session, I hadn't seen Larry and Renee, my two oldest boys, since they were five and three. Yeah, right. No, exactly right. Okay. And so... Uh, so think about all these other men. The same, so that's in the same so boat. When, when Larry was 21, he's... When Larry was... Uh, uh, 22 or 23 and Renee was 18 just out of high school um, uh, 15 years had already gone by Wow! since the last time I had seen them I was already married to my wife now living in Arizona your queen my queen yeah. I'm already with her and so um, uh and I'm still trying to have a relationship with my boys right. after years of being sober. But they're still shutting you off? But they're still shutting me off. They're so, still shutting so how, me off. How did the breakthrough come? Well, the breakthrough came uh, in my in prayer, of course. right? And, and leaving it in the hands of the Lord and, mm. and not being impatient and, and kicking the door in. Mm. Right and and doing something that was gonna wreck, or or make that worse, you know. I waited patiently, and it was so hard, Michael, because oh, I wanted a yeah, relationship with imagine. my boys. God love you. I mean, yeah. And um, you know, and and one day during Christmas time, uh, right after Christmas, uh, I think it was New Year's, as a matter of fact, um, 
uh, I want to say five years ago, mm. five or six years ago, uh, my wife and I were sitting in the living room, and I and I had just had a conversation with my wife. I said, "Man, how many how many more Chris, uh, Christmases do I have to go without seeing my boys?" You know, and and I get it. I I was th- I was the culprit. Amen. It was my fault. You know, and and I was paying for my sins, and um, you know, but I I I I kept trusting in the Lord. Mm. You know, and and. Uh, one night, my wife and I were sitting in the living room, and, and all of a sudden, I receive a text message from my son, Renee. Wow. Who at the time was, uh, I believe, 18 or 19, had just graduated from high school, uh, and had moved with his older brother, Larry, to San Diego. And um, he, he reached out to me 15 years later. Remember, I hadn't seen him since right. he was three. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> When he was pulled from my arms at the age of three oh. in a diaper, when I went to jail one time and I didn't see him anymore after that until fifteen years later, he sends you a text. He sends me a text Who gave message. Um, he had gotten uh, uh, my number from the mother because I had been in contact with the mother trying to uh, establish some type of visit relationship, with him, yeah. relationship. And at that point, it wasn't even her keeping. Uh, uh, them from me so much anymore. It was that my kids were old enough to decide, you know, if they don't want to see you, then what can I do? Right, exactly right. You know, yeah, and because so, they're of age. And so um, he reaches out to me and we were floored. My wife and I, we I began to cry wow. and um, it was very emotion, uh, emotional for us. Uh, I right away, we made contact and I asked, hey, can I come and visit you? So you send a text back. You didn't like. See, I'm thinking in my mind if I that happened to me, I, I'm Tony. I got to push the green side, not the. We called him. You did. We Praise called, the Lord. We called him and we it. made contact. And uh, uh, ultimately, several weeks later, we made contact with him in San Diego. We drove down, and I saw him uh, for the first time after 15 years. So you think there was a flood on both sides? You know, from tears. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what I'm thinking. It, it, it was wasn't great. just you. It, yeah, I, I love that. You know, and uh, we reconnected. Got me And uh, obviously, you know, um, he didn't know me and I didn't know him. You but know, the and, and the first thing I did was apologize to him. Oh, I threw Lord. myself on the mercy seat and I apologized uh, for not being there, you know, to teach him how to ride a bicycle, for not being there, you know, on his first day of school, for loving the drugs more than I loved him. Mm. You know, you. and the lifestyle, and uh, and he forgave me. Amen. He forgave me, and uh, after that, our relationship went on, and and he called me, and he says, you know, uh, single man, uh, eighteen years old, living in San Diego, how expensive it is in California. Crazy. You know, uh, you know, Dad, I need some help. Can we come down? So we received him. Amen. But while he's we're talking, he's working on Larry. Oh, I'm loving it. Oh, he's softening his heart. He's working on Larry. Yeah, he's that Tony. So, oh, I love and, it. And Larry's. And what's you know, Larry saying during this time? And so Larry's not saying nothing. He's, he's just. Uh, he's just saying, "Look, I'm. I'm glad that you're no getting to know your father." Whoa, your father. Yeah, your father, and you're having that relationship, but he wasn't ready yet. Oh, I got you. You know, he wasn't ready yet, and uh, uh, it it took some time. Even so what did he do when you drove down to San Diego to see uh, Renee? Where was Larry? 
Larry was there, but uh, he he stayed away. He stayed inside. Uh, he didn't come out. And of course, you didn't want to push it. I like it. I, I didn't. No, I don't. I, I was like, know. you know what, Lord, I, I waited fifteen Pastor, years. I'll wait another that, yeah. fifteen years. Absolutely. You know, and patience it, is a virtue. And I, I mean. knew that it was God. Yeah, Amen. And yeah. so uh, Renee came out, and we went out, and and we uh, we talked, and we went out to eat, and and uh, um, we I was able to reconnect with him. And uh, after that, we had some phone conversations, and and he's like, Dad, you know, he was calling me Larry, right? Which I I respected, and I I was good with. I was just willing to take whatever I can get. Amen. It, it didn't wow. matter. It was gotcha. call me whatever you want. Yeah. You know, you knew once that uh, it was mended, uh, there were going to be a lot of uh, weeks and, and and months and years to really get it mended. He was going to get to know. The father that he should have had. Amen. And I, yeah. As a young child. Oh, praise the Lord. And yes. so um, uh, he asked if he could move down, and I told him, I says, hey, you know, we want to uh, give you the same opportunities that we gave our other uh, children that are with us now, and and the other children, my my stepchildren, I love them so much. I, I always, a lot of people get confused because I always say my daughter or my son, and they're like, well, I thought you only had four kids. <laughs> I have. I love that. We have nine kids. Oh gosh, I love. We it. have eight boys and one girl. Yeah, and um, and they're all mine. Right, you know, um, and I I love them all the same. He's great, Tony. Huh? He's taking complete ownership. I just love this. You know, and so um, we uh, uh, we got the kids uh, that were living with us, her kids, my stepkids, uh, living with us, uh, ready to receive them, and they received them mm-hmm. like they were their own. I mean, they meshed like. Like wow. nobody's business. And that's rare. Like they were natural. Yeah. Like they're like uh, true blood siblings, yeah. And Biological so, t- uh, so Renee came, and, and uh, by then he's an adult, and some of our other kids were already adults, and they were already working, and so they helped him plug into a job, and they helped him and let them drive their cars and, and really? you know, whatever wow, you need. and this. And, and uh, until Renee got on his feet and got his job and eventually got his own car and um and then he he came to me and he said dad i want to be a i want to get into law enforcement and he joined the academy and he uh became a peace officer for the city of uh phoenix and and uh you know his his life is he's living his life and we're He's made me a grandparent already twice in these last really? couple of years. Yeah, we so have two grandchildren. So when he came, did he bring a girlfriend or he found that lady here? No, he found her here. Okay. He found her here. And uh, and then so shortly after he came, Larry, you know, started to see that, you know. Um, it is real. It is real, and he's not that monster he used to be. Praise the Lord. Because he couldn't get, that. that, that was a block, a mental block he had. Yeah, I think it was it yeah. was um, uh, the abandonment, the abandonment, yeah. and then um, also like he the fear, really love us. also the fear that right? you know uh, there are still a lot of people on that side of the family that uh, talk about me and see me as that same individual, Whoa. right? And judgers, and and I and I'm not, no, and not. so I just knew that it was going to be a matter of time that he was going to see the real me. Amen. You know. And what and that I old love man? How you didn't push it. And that old man was dead. Amen. Yeah. And and Renee saw that. Yeah. A true and, transformation. And he saw it, me. you know, and he saw it, and 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 so uh, oh, Larry awesome. then reaches out, and an opportunity comes up for us to go and visit with him. So 
my wife and I, we go and we take a drive out there and, and, and uh, God allows us, makes a way for me to meet him uh, after 15 or 16 years. You know, and um, now you got to talk a little bit about that now because how was that? Tell me some of the you know first few sentences. What did he say? It was it was it was harder with him. Yeah, well, yeah I, I than it that. was with Renee. I was more nervous um, because he's the oldest, mm-hmm. and I'm sure he at the age that I was. Carries a uh, namesake. At the age that he was taken away, uh, I'm sure he remembered some things, oh, yeah. and um, which Renee didn't. He was only three, um, and so I was afraid that uh, I didn't know what to say. To be honest with you, Michael, I I was not prepared for it. Uh, it didn't matter how much you tried to prepare for it; you just don't know what's going to happen. Right, right. All I could. All I could think in my mind was, I'm going to throw myself on the mercy seat. But you have such a close relationship with your queen, uh, Mrs. Quinlan, that I bet she uh, intervened. She didn't. She, you know, something tells me she got she right in there. was a tremendous, has been a tremendous blessing uh, uh, with that, yeah. with the life of my kids. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, they they run to her before they run to dad. I knew it. You know, I felt that tone. Honestly, <laughs> God, yeah. brother. Yeah, because I'm just listening to everything, and I love it. I'm thinking, now, wait, I bet you she, you know, it's like an intercessor, uh, you know, an intercessory prayer, you know, uh, warrior. She's that where she's like, uh-uh, you know, I love this man. I'm going to, he loves those kids. He's not that man who he was, you know. Uh, I need to get involved And so here. she played a huge yeah, role I knew it. Um, in, in that uh, um, uh, in that part of us reconnecting. Huge role, and even till this day, they contact her before they They contact contact me. You know, you know, uh, and Uh, talk to her about their. And then I have to find out from my wife what's going on, and then I got to call them. Hey, boy, what's happening? What's happening, bro? You know, and so um, she's played a tremendous role in 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 us being restored, that relationship being restored, and she played a tremendous role on that day because she saw my nervousness. Oh, I bet. She saw it. And that's why I said that is because I could just see she had to see how nervous you were. And she definitely didn't want you to fumble. Yes, absolutely. And so she made it great for both of us, made it comfortable for both of us. And then, you know, ultimately Larry um, uh, uh, wanted to really see for himself. And and he ended up moving in with us. So then (laughs) we had had seven people. Now, how long? What was the time frame? Uh, I, I want to say within that year. Okay, good. Within right. that year that we met. Right. And uh, then he came, and Renee was already established, right? And so then Renee and the other kids, they brought him in, and they let him use their vehicles, and they let they that brought so him cool. to the job. And they were all working at the mm. same place here in Peoria at the Aces uh, High School uh, as um, uh, uh, they were working as – they were working with autistic kids. Oh. There at this high school, uh, as coaches, and so um, he got in and uh, he started working with them, and and they received him, and all seven of them were were like they were all came out of the same womb. Yeah, bro, I love it. You know, and taking care of each other. Yeah, be so proud sitting at the dinner table. Yes, absolutely. Had to be. Yeah. Wow, I love that. And and then my other two that were living in California, Andy and Daniel. Uh, uh, would come over on the holidays and and you know we would have them all nine in the house but we had seven of our kids living in the house with us plus my wife and I 
you know, and it was great. It was great. And then when we started the church in 2016, you know, they were all there in the house with us. That's awesome. They were all in the house with us, and we were having church, you know. And then uh, God began to bless the work. God began to bless the ministry. And uh, eventually, we went from our house into... When you went from the couch to the uh, church, how many? Tell me. It started off with... So when I started the first uh, uh, Bible study and the uh, night and the first Sunday service that we had was just my kids. It was just our seven kids and um, my wife and I sitting in the front row. Praise the Lord. And we had all these chairs that were empty behind them. Right. And um, uh, we, I, I taught Bible studies and I preached to them as if there was a congregation of a thousand people. And uh, uh, we had church, and the Spirit of God was there with us. And, and because of that, he started to bring people, to add people mm. to our, our congregation. And, and within, uh, within three or four months, we started in November. Uh, we started in September, excuse me. In February, uh, we were already being pushed out of the house by the HOA. Uh, just too much parking. You know, uh, there was parking, and, yeah. and the neighbors were complaining oh, about the worship and the music, and and the praise team had practice on Thursday nights, and that was loud. And well, then so how many people kind of activities about? going on over there? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. So when we moved out of the house, we had about thirty people already with us. When we moved out, That's we, nice. we had about thirty people with us already, and um, uh, the Lord opened the door for us to rent a small commercial property there in Sun City uh, in a senior community. Oh, wow. Hello. And, get excited. And, yeah, we were in a senior community. <laughs> and uh, uh, God had us there for two years to prepare us. Uh, uh, but you're okay once you moved it there as far as the worship service. You still could live in, occupy the house living in it, right? You didn't have to leave the house. No, that was our house. No, I know it was your house. That's what I'm saying. But the HOA complained. So they didn't give you any death or repercussions. You had to almost get evicted or something. You had to move out. That's what I'm saying. No, no. We, okay. we got the initial complaint, and we let them know that we were having visitors over on Sunday. And, and uh, I, I talked to the neighbors, and I found out which ones were on board and which ones weren't. Gotcha. And I just had our people. So you excuse the one that were not yeah, on board. Don't park in front of that house. Go over here. <laughs> you know, and so. But for Mostly it was just a parking because people didn't know, and it was my fault. I didn't go and let people know, hey, we were having uh, you and know, was church services and stuff like that. Ahead of time, yeah. And so um, when we moved into, uh, it was our house. Gotcha. We converted, uh, we had our living room area and our dining room area, and then we had another family room area on the other side of the house. We had to have a big house because we had all the kids with right. us. Right, yeah, seven children. I mean, come you on, know, man. and so uh, we kicked our, 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 one of our kids that was downstairs, the only bedroom downstairs. We kicked them out and we turned it into a Sunday school room for the children. <laughs> I love it. And uh, we had one bathroom for everybody, and we, we were having church. You know, in the house, and lives were changing, and 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 uh, we were having good fellowship. All we led to Christ Jesus, you know. You know, and and we were having a good time. Oh yeah. You know, and so, uh, but we just we were growing, Mm -hmm. and we needed to move into a a a place where we could accommodate the growth, and so we moved into this small building in Sun City in the senior community, and we stayed there for two years until the Lord opened up an opportunity for us to be where we're at now 
and explain to everybody exactly where you're at right now. So we are located in the city of El Mirage. We're actually in the old El Mirage City Hall building. Really? Yes. Uh, right on the corner of Primrose Avenue and Grand Avenue. I love it. Uh, we're in the old El Mirage City Hall building. Uh, we uh, moved into the city and we turned that old city hall building into our house of prayer and our house of worship. Mm. Uh, that's where uh, Christian Restoration Center Church is now. And now, if someone wants to donate to that, uh, the Christian Restoration uh, Center, as well as the uh, rehabilitation, that's what we need to get into now because I just love, again, your. You know, people that have been damaged because of alcohol and drugs, how you were really committed to make them a, a responsible, uh, educated uh, person of society. You know, well, so now um, now that we're here in El Mirage, and uh, like I said, I pulled away from work. So uh, I, I gave up a, you know, my, a good-paying job. Mm. I was at a good-paying job, and, and now my wife and I on, are on her income. But, you know, I took that step of faith because I know that, God's going to be in whatever we do Amen. if we put him first. He's going to provide. And he, he's been a provider. Amen. Um, you know, we haven't lacked anything. But uh, we are at the point now where um, uh, we're kind of, I don't want to use the word stuck. Mm. But we're, we're, and we're not at a standstill. Right. Um, uh, and I say that because the intention was to launch the Arizona Rehabilitation and Restoration Center in the month of January and to have a home where I can house these men, these men that are going to have their sentences diverted to us instead of the the prison system. They're going to come to us where we're going to offer. If you yeah, don't mind, elaborate. I'd like to no, offer services. No, I would services. love for you, please. You know, where, where they're going to, yeah. uh, it's going to be an inpatient residential treatment place. Uh, and in this place, uh, they're going to have on-site group and family counseling because remember, uh, the family was affected. Yeah, you you definitely uh, elaborate about your family on that. How the family yes. was affected, yes. you know, and they need just as much help, mm. uh, restoration help, Absolutely. than the individual does. Yeah, the, I think the family has more uh, PSD than anybody else. And so we're going to have on-site group and family counseling, on-site alcohol and drug education and and prevention. We're going to have justice and life restoration services. Uh, that right there, justice, uh, restoration services, meaning this, that, you know, a lot, I remember, you know, Michael, I didn't get my driver's license until I was 37 years old. Come on, you were driving all that time? <laughs> I did not have a driver's license. Oh, you know, my gosh. Um, and it wasn't until I came to the program where they said, hey, you cannot graduate you don't have a driver's license. Because it's going to, you know, what you do is you've got to take away the excuses from these individuals as to why they can't get a job, as to why they can't be productive. Oh, this is, I love this. Right. Yes. And Preach so when brother. these yeah. guys come in, one of the things that I lacked was structure. Yep. I didn't have a father in the house to teach me how to work right. at a young age. I had to learn from my mother. Mm. You know, uh, I didn't have somebody in my life telling me, no, that's wrong. You can't do that. You should do it like this. Right. What time to wake up? And so in this program, I, you know, in jail, they wake you up at a certain time. The lights come on at 3 in the morning, and they stay on until 11 o'clock at night. Right. But they don't wake you up because they're going to teach you life skills. They don't wake you up because they're going to teach you uh, a work ethic. 
they don't wake you up because they're going to teach you anger management classes or how to be a parent or or give you GED classes or or uh, some institutions do they mm-hmm. offer that GED but very and, rare and, but very rarely yeah. and and a lot of times I remember going to church services but it wasn't to hear a word it was to pass a kite to the next yard over <laughs> I love it look at you you know and so you got a little you know, message I got to deliver you, you do these things you know and 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 none of it is for the sake of you being productive in society right. These guys go in, and I'm a testament to this. You know, my child support payments did not stop while I was incarcerated. It added. Right. And, and so you have men that are getting out, and their kids are, are well into their 20s and 30s, and they're still paying the arrears, right? And these guys, are uh, they don't know how to cope because they weren't given these coping skills in the institution. So what do they do? They go to what they know. They go to the street. They go to the dope. No, you're exactly right. Because they don't, uh, they didn't, talk, were taught any communication skills whatsoever. None. And so now in this place with restoration to justice restoration, meaning if you have any outstanding warrants, we're going to take care of them before you leave and graduate. If you don't have a driver's license, we're going to help you get your driver's license. It's going to be a requirement of your graduation. If you don't have your GED, it's going to be one of your requirements before you graduate. So that way, if if we have uh, uh, actually uh, an attorney that I spoke to who wants to help us with criminal justice so that they can have their records expunged so they can go and a lot of companies don't want to hire felons and so we have these people wanting to help to give these guys an opportunity right so they don't fall back into their old way so they're not discouraged right 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 because discouragement brings doubt it brings fear and these guys go back to what they know to the street. They go right back to the streets. And so we want to help these guys with justice and restoration services. Justice, what I just said, restoration services, now restoring their home, their relationship with their wives or their loved ones, oh, with their okay. children, yeah. you know, and giving uh, uh, the the home, the, the, the restoration. They're broken. They're hurting. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they feel really uh, rejected. And they feel they don't fit in in society. And that's where the church Mm. plays a huge role. Absolutely. Because ultimately, these men, when they graduate from the program, and they're in their jobs, and they're in their professions, if they want to go to school, we're going to help them go to school um, and get a degree in what they want to do. Um, Ultimately, the goal is to transition them from the program into the church. To where now they're your ushers, now they're your men's directors, now they're your deacons, they're your ministers, they're your pastors. Now think about this, how great this is, okay? Uh, honestly, Tony, how many people do you know, I know a lot of them in that world, that you, that I'd invite to the church. It was just tough. They felt they didn't fit in. In this case, they're going to fit right in. You know what I'm saying? This is beautiful. When they go out in society and, and reunite with the kids and, and start a family like he did, where we get them all back together... It's going to be so easy for them. Come on, let's go to church. Yes. And you know, one thing that I love so much about uh, our church members is they're totally on board with this. Oh, I love it. It doesn't, you know, there's some churches that'll, you know, he's the thief or he was, you know, when we take the judgment out of it, 
you know, one time when we were uh, when we were doing some construction, Michael, I was on my way to church and we passed by this place where I know there's some activity going on there, right? Right, right, right. right. And um, and we passed by and we saw it. We saw them in action. The actual dealing, doing their thing, oh, smoking wow, and right, doing their thing. Right. And my my boy says, "Dad, did you see that? <laughs> did you see what they were doing right there?" They were doing drugs. Wow. Man, did you see that person? And I says, you know what, son? I saw them. You know what else I saw? He said, what? I said, I saw my next doorkeeper at the house of the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. That prostitute that we just passed, Mm. she's going to be my next ladies director. She's going to be on the praise team in the house of the Lord. We talk about Christ Jesus shining right before you. Why? He's claiming because it. He's why? Claiming because it. I He's was claiming it. I was Woo! a junkie on the street. Amen. Wow, I love it. And if God can turn me in to a good man, if He can turn me into a good husband, if He can turn me into a pastor Amen. that is over a flock of sheep, then ha- He can do it for them. Absolutely, He Amen. can do it for them. Praise the Lord. And so, uh, this is what we want to do. Uh, in the city of El Mirage, actually in the state of Arizona. We're not just limiting it to one county. Uh, We're going to network with all the probation offices, all of parole. We're going to network with the public defender's office. We're going to network. We need to stop sending people to prisons where they're coming out without the help that they need to be uh, uh, productive members of society. Totally, totally in agreement with you. Totally. You know, they're not given the tools that they should be given, you know, to, to, to teach him how to be a father, to teach him how to be a man of God, you know. Because we have too many people in, in our justice system, uh, like that DA uh, that you had, that if it wasn't for uh, the gentleman coming and sticking up for you to the judge that knew him because they were from the same town, you know, I look back on that right now. I cannot get over that that little segment we did yesterday because th- that's we got too many of those DAs. They just don't care. They just don't care. They don't realize that it the beginning, the infancy of your life was not your fault. Your fault was leading down that path as an adult. Yes, you just said it. Right. But as a child, come on. Yes. Come on, Mr. DA, wake up. Yeah. And so we want to provide this place where uh, men that had no hope gain hope. Amen. Yes. And gain confidence in themselves. Yes. And and can can be productive uh, in society and no longer stealing and taking from society, but giving. Right. To the community. Accepted by everyone. Accepted by everyone. Yes. You know, and so that's what uh, our vision is. That's what we desire to do. And I've, uh, it's already been established. Um, the corporation has already been established. The uh, 501c3 has already been established. Um, uh, going back to where we're at a, a standstill is, is more. Um, I thought it was going to be easier for us to rent a home. But it wasn't that easy. No. <laughs> I love it. No. I will elaborate. Hopefully there's someone out there listening to the Michael Crawford Get Excited Show podcast that are going to step up and do the godly thing. And and it's been so hard for us right now to try to rent a home because uh, uh, so much that that I have residents that have come to me that I have had to take to Ventura, California, 
to our other program out there uh, that are waiting to come home and finish their process of the program here with us. Um, and uh, I thought when I left my job, I was going to be able to rent a house fast and quick, and, and it was going to be easy. But it, it has been the hardest thing to do, especially so what's the major roadblocks that you're it, getting? Well, one was COVID. Yeah. One oh, yeah. was COVID, where um, uh, now um, uh, a lot of these people, that homeowners that were putting their houses up for rent, uh, that were dealing with people on a one-to-one basis, mm-hmm. uh, are now, because of COVID, not wanting to deal with people, right? Um, are, are giving their properties, putting them in the hands of property management companies, and these property management companies have requirements yeah. that, you know, um, th- property management uh, companies don't want to rent to homes used for this. Right. So what's the way around it? We well, the way around it is, is uh, what I've been in prayer about is, is one, uh, somebody that... Uh, uh, has a home that would like to donate to the program. There you go. You ever hear that? How would they get a hold of you? They do. They would go. Uh, they would get a hold of me uh, through aarcenter uh, dot com and uh, our phone number, or they can call me directly. Uh, the phone number is eight zero five two five eight three seven four one. That's my direct cell okay, phone say number. Say that again. You said it a little too fast. Eight zero five two five eight three seven four one. Or they can contact the program itself at 623-215-6221. Or again. Uh, the program number is 623-215-6221. Or they can get a hold of the Michael Crawford Show. Hello, there you go, baby. Get excited. <laughs> they get excited, Joe. And you all know how to get a hold of me. You know, uh, you can get, get excited. And, and, and you know... We ask for we ask for donations and we're asking for stuff like that. Is this I, donation like in the West Valley? It's in the West Valley. You would like something in the West Valley. I would like something in the West Valley because I'm a budget guy. Yeah. <laughs> you get a better deal. I'm a budget guy. Well no, I'm a budget guy and, and I need to think about fuel. Yes. No, I get you. The men are going to spend their days at the church Monday through Friday. That's where they're going to receive their classes. Correct. Amen. That's where they're going to receive their alcohol and chemical treatment series classes. That's where they're going to get their mock interviews. That's where they're going to take their GED classes. They're going to uh, get the anger management, the parenting classes. The house, they're just going to use to sleep in. We're not, w- these guys are going to be soldiers ready to work Amen. And, and ready to serve. It yes. It should be. Ready to serve. Absolutely. I love this. Yeah. In, in, at all times. Now, see, this is what I love here. And I hope everyone that's that's tuned in today for part two uh, understand the excitement I have uh, of the inspiration of, of uh, Pastor Larry. Because, you know, he's not just looking. He's not even thinking about the, you know, the money he's thinking about is to help fund this, not to, to line his pockets. Okay, this is a true man that just really wants to help out society. And so, so I'm, my, I'm not even in this budget. Right, I, it's it's all for the program. Yes, and so the closer that I can keep them to the church, the less I have to spend on fuel, the less I have to spend on wear and tear on their vehicle, on their van. So I want to keep them close uh, to the church. Um, and so you know, we're looking for somebody one uh, who who would like to donate a home to this cause, to this nonprofit organization. Um, uh, and or who is a homeowner that has a home in that area that would like to deal with me directly and rent 
me the house. There you go. You know, and allow me to uh, be responsible for the home. Amen. You know, um, a lot of the property management companies, they they need uh, everybody uh, on the lease. And, and truth be told, you know, as much as you want these guys to stay and stick it out, not a lot of them stay. They come right. in for a month, they come in for two months, and the beds and rotate. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's hard for me to say I got... Uh, Joe on 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 the contract and he's going to stay with us and then Joe leaves and and so it's very hard I would like to rent and deal with uh, a homeowner uh, on a one-to-one basis that knows what we're going to do with the home right that has a little uh, experience with these people yes yeah and so that's where we're at and so I got guys waiting in Ventura California wanting to come home and be close to their families (laughs) uh, to finish off the program uh, but that everything is set. The foundation has been laid. So all we need is just a house. All we need is a house. Yes, Tony, you. Uh, this is really powerful stuff here. I hope everyone out and, there. And you know, Michael, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. We're, no. we're not backed by big money. We're not backed by. Um, First of all, don't know, say that because you're backed by the man that has all the money. Well, yes. Okay, thank you. Whoa. Yes, hello. We are. And he is going to be our provider. Yes, he is. And he's going to put oh, it in somebody's it. heart yeah. uh, to to be that mm-hmm. for us. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, you know, we're a small congregation, but the church is so on board with this vision that they are, are have given of their livelihoods to sow a seed into this ministry. This And new they sowed a big seed. They sowed. You want to talk about that? Well, yeah. So when I came to the church, when I left my job, um, to do this, I came to the church and I told the church, we need to raise $40,000 to take care of all of the expenses of the program. That included, uh, I got online and I looked at what a three-bedroom, two-bedroom house would cost to rent in that area. Uh, 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 how much, you know, having my own home, I know how much utilities are, right? And um, I even coordinated with the local food banks that said, hey, if you let them volunteer here for one day, we'll feed them for a whole week, you know? And so um, I tapped into everything and anything that they would need, uh, even with emergency money set aside for uh, medical or for uh, medication, whatever it is. Uh, and I came up with that number of $40,000 for the year and that doesn't even include a salary for me right you said that's just for them you know and their needs and so um, so i came to the church and i told the church i says look i want to pay the bills annually i don't want these guys having to go and work and having to to go and solicit and having to do certain things i want them to receive the tools that they need to be successful to really be able to fit into society without any setbacks. Yes. I love that. And so um, uh, the church right away uh, started to give. And so uh, we've already raised about $32,000. That's awesome. Uh, uh, for this of the 40. Um, but that right there is going to, when we find a house, that's going to pay their bills for the year. And then now it's going to be the program's responsibility to raise the money for the years that follow. So did you ask any of this, any of your uh, ventures out to real estate agents looking for this property, did you let them know that you're willing to pay one year up front? I did. I told them that I would be willing to pay up to six months, even a year okay. up front, write them a check. Uh, so that way everything's taken care of and, and, and you know, 
uh, uh, it, it'd probably be easier for me, right? Because then I don't Absolutely. have to worry about cutting a check every month. <laughs> right. You know. It, the, but here's what I'm thinking, and that's why I ask you that question. For everyone out there that's listening that has that house, okay, that you'd like to rent, and you need some extra cash, there's not a better way of renting to this man right here, Pastor Larry, because you get the check up front for the year. Yes. And so for those that want to... Uh, um, uh, uh, help us get to that 40000 mark or even help us sow into the following year's expenses um, can do so at uh, through our website. The GoFundMe. Uh, yeah, there is a GoFundMe account, but you know what I was thinking about on the way over here and Tell the me. Lord told me? The Lord said for me to go and pick up that donation in hand so that I can have an opportunity to thank and to pray and to bless that individual that is going to release funds into the lives of these men Amen. that they're going to change. Praise so I will drive to them to pick it up. There you go. Did you hear that? Everyone heard that now. Say it again. How do they get hold of you to call you to come pick it up? They can reach me on my personal cell, which is uh, 805-258-3741. They can reach us through the program, uh, which is uh, that phone number is 623-215-6221. Or they can reach out to the to the uh, Get Excited show. There you go. And I can meet them here. Yes. Now uh, look, yeah, seriously, and, I, and I'd love to. So please do that. Let's meet here. <laughs> you know what? I'll have you on the show. I'll have you on the show. You uh, you come here. You meet Pastor Larry. This is awesome. Yeah. And uh, we put this together, and then we talk about uh, their generous uh, offering. That is that is really really nice. So, yes. Thank you uh, so much. We only got a couple of minutes left. Gosh, I tell you, time just flies when you're really enjoying an interview like this. So, what would you, uh, what did we miss that you think is very significant that you want to get out? I think we hit it all. Uh, I mean, there's so much that I could say. There's so much that I could share. But if I have to, if I have to go back and truly um, reveal what God delivered me from, Michael. And I was talking to you about this before we started, and right. I probably should have shared it in the last show. But when I was in my addiction, God really pulled me out of, of some nasty things. Yes. You know, I, I really hurt my family. Um, so much so that, uh, you know, the this drug addiction, this methamphetamine, it, it's terrorizing homes. It's terrorizing families. So much so where... Where I took from my family, I sold, uh, I, I sold Christmas presents during Christmas time to get high. I um, left them homeless one time because I spent rent money, um, and they got evicted from the home. Um, I sold vehicles. And look, now think about this now. Look about what you just said. Again, I almost think we need to do a part three because we only get. I got to wrap it up, but I got to tell you right now. But look where God has you now. It's all through the grace of God. Get excited! On that note, praise the Lord! And always remember, it's a Christ-minded attitude, not aptitude, that determines altitude. If you'd like to contact Michael Crawford directly for prayer or encouragement, contact him on his private number at 623-203-8259 or send him an email at getexcited.crawford at gmail.com. Be free, be challenged, be encouraged, be inspired, and get excited with Michael Crawford. Your love lifting me.